What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Backward Boys, a very special Backward Boys. Dog just jumped out of bed, but as he should, we have a very special episode because we have our first ever recurring guest, Ben. Uh, Mr. Uh-huh. Steven Bronstein is joining us once more because the Nets are playing extremely well basketball right now. And our last episode with him, obviously, we were going through some drama with the Nets. Katie wanted out. Kyrie was, you know, doing his old self doing whatever the hell he wanted. Um, ben, the Nets are 6-4 and four in their last 10. They are now 8-9 and nine on the season. They're getting healthy. Kyrie's back playing basketball, so that's always a good thing. What do you see out of the Nets right now? Uh, their bench is playing extremely well. They fired Steve Nash. We didn't really talk about that. So Jock Vaughn is now the interim head coach. I think, honestly, they'll probably extend him if he keeps you know, having the team compete at this level. What do you see so far, Ben? And then we'll we'll give it over to Steve. Yeah, so I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Nets right now. Obviously, Simmons is looking a bit more aggressive, looking a bit more comfortable. Um, Watanabe is shooting the the highest three point percentage in the league, um, and also I think Joe Harris is actually making a very underrated uh, imprint. He's shooting the ball at like I think around forty percent from three. So them kind of just getting their weapons back and then kind of securing. Yeah, that Ben Simmons role is, is, is I think, what, what's what's doing well. Also, I'm pretty sure their defense jumped from, like, bottom five into, like, the top 12, I'm going to I'm gonna say safely. I don't know. It could be even higher than that, honestly, but I don't want to, like, spit out wrong stats. But ever since they made the uh, Steve Nash firing, so. Yeah, I, I think this the Nash firing was, you know, it was like the writing on the wall was there. Um, he's going to have a great time, you know, opening presents, doing TikToks with his family on Christmas Day. So good for him. But, I mean, that was never the – he just didn't have a, a grasp on the team. I'm not saying Jock Vaughn does, but at least, you know, there's a plan there in Jock Vaughn's system where I feel like he's getting the most out of his players. Steve, you watched the Nets probably the most out of all of us. Um, what are you feeling right now with the Nets? Do you think they're back on track? Do you think they still need to, you know, work some kinks out? What do you think? Uh, I think they're definitely back on track. Okay. I think that the injuries that, I mean, Sean Marks did a remarkable job in the offseason, in my opinion. Yeah. He kept the whole team together, and he added TJ Warren, who hasn't he played. hasn't even played yet. Nope. Uh, last time he was playing, he was a 20-point-per-game scorer, so we're totally forgetting about him. Uh, Seth Curry's about, obviously, like, was hurt. He's an 18-point-per-game scorer last year. Like, he's going to start turning up soon. So I think that when they're getting healthy, and especially Simmons, the key to this team is Ben Simmons, obviously. It is. <laughs> it is. Ben Simmons is going to take the team like to be a championship team. If they have a chance, Like he's going to have to be the player he used to be. And if he was, then they could win it. Ben, I loved your Instagram today because he is a righty. Um, I think he seriously needs to put his ego aside. And in the summer, like, you know, I don't want to compare the two, but Tristan Thompson did the same thing. Uh, and he, you know, changed his form and, the free throw percentage rose. Ben Simmons, you know, if this guy develops a jump shot, a respectable jump shot, he will be good because he is good even when he doesn't have a jump shot and he's playing aggressive. Um, so it's good to see Ben Simmons playing good basketball. That I'm that Philly game tomorrow is going to be interesting. We're recording this on Monday. They play at the Sixers tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully he keeps his mental uh, fortitude cap on and beads out, which is a damn shame. That would have been really cool to see those two go at it again. But, yeah, the Nets look awesome. One name, you know, none of us mentioned, Royce O'Neal, was a trade that I thought was really odd when they made it because I was like, okay, is KD gone and that's his replacement? Nope, it's just a 
you know, another wing that can handle the ball and shoot 40% from three. Great move by Sean Marks. Like you said, Steve, he, he had a great offseason. I thought they're back on track. I, I think they yeah, – I think they're definitely back on track. But – I, I, I got to interject here before we go any further because we're, 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 we're talking real well. We're talking high of them at, from what we're seeing recently, uh, as we should. But I think it was underrated that. What, was it still only three, four games ago when KD called out his, his starting lineup? I, I, I want to hear some thoughts on that, specifically being a Nets fan. If you go first, yeah. I mean, I thought it was definitely like an, a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you say that about your teammates. But, like, I guess, like, that's just who KD is. And he kind of was calling how it is. Like, that starting lineup isn't, like, a team that like, is going to win a lot of games. But since they're healthy now, they're completely different with Ben Simmons and, like, Kyrie Irving in the starting lineup. Like, so, I mean, I don't know why he said that. It was no. kind of weird to me. But, I mean, obviously they're not – that's not their starting lineup. Uh, the one thing I don't like Kevin Durant, that's well, you know, noted. The one thing I do at least not respect but like about him is he just wants to play basketball. He doesn't give a damn what he says. You know, people are like, oh, what about Kyrie this? Kevin Durant has put it on notice. He doesn't, like, want to be, I guess, a leader per se. You know, he'll be the best player on a team. But he just wants to go out there, hoop with his, you know, teammates and try and win games. So at least I respect that about him. The the lineup thing was not necessary. I mean, the question was asked, but. Yeah, I I think you, like, from what you said, like, I I do respect it as well that he likes to show up. And unfortunately, in today's uh era in basketball some players don't like to show up and play and and as many games as they can yeah um so so it's good to see that he wants to do that especially a guy who's who's had some serious injuries um but i think that there's some sort of responsibility i just hate that he continuously fails to take up on when you are a top five player in the world and you are the best player on your team and and all this stuff like there's some sort of a response you don't have to be the vocal leader i guess that's still a problem with them i think but but if you call yourself not the vocal leader and then take like, I don't know. I just, I I don't really kind of know exactly how to word this, but then, then you're going to go and say that after the game. Like, then what are you like? He acts, he acts like your, uh, your, your voice and your opinion really matters. When, so then like, then, then that's your, the choice of words and, and things that you say about your team is just weird to me. He acts like a, a role player or sixth man that happens to be one of the top five players in the NBA right now. So, yeah, like the with that territory of being one of the top five players in the NBA, one of the best players of our generation, it is kind of weird that he decides to just, you know, take a backseat to a lot of these things. Like, because it, it shows, and I mean, maybe his teammates are okay with that. Maybe they're fine with him not being that vocal leader. It is a little strange the way he handles some things, though. That's for sure. I do want to ask one more thing with Steve on the Nets. Also, shout out KD. He scored 25 plus in every single game this season. That's 17 straight games. The last time that's been done, I think, is like Wilt Chamberlain or something like that. I could be wrong on that stat, but I believe that's what I saw. Just say Wilt. <laughs> what did I say? I said just anytime there's like an old scoring record, just say Wilt. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but but on the on that note, I think you guys have also been getting back on track a little bit here without Kyrie. Is 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 this just something I'm pointing out to 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 poke and poke like acupuncture here? Or am I just? I mean. Well, they like, need, they need. Like, no, obviously, when the Nets have Kyrie Irving, they're a way better team. Yeah. Like, he's just going to help. Like, that's just a fact, in my opinion. Like, he's just an all-star level player. Like, that's just going to help their team. I think, it, like, part of the reason why is because, like, he wasn't playing. Simmons wasn't playing as good as when Kyrie was playing. Now he's starting to play a little better, in my opinion. 
And I think if Simmons could like maybe play like super well or continue to get better, then that'll help the team out and they'll play better since Kyrie is on the team, obviously. It's obviously not good that for the reason Kyrie was at, but it's good he kind of was at. So the other players can, you know, form this, you know, because Kyrie's a player where you can just throw him in a, a team and he's going to, you know, dribble and can spot up and shoot and make things happen. He's that talented of a player. So I think it's good that these other players formed a sense of chemistry and, and learned how to win without him. He's so yeah. easy to play. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I think what at least, I mean, I'm learning is although Kyrie's a top 10, 15, 20 talent in the world, obviously, but I think we're starting to learn, at least from what I'm seeing from this Nets roster, at least, is Kyrie is just kind of like an individual bucket. I don't know. Like, he can obviously make flashy passes because he's a great player, but I don't know if you want him having the ball at all times to really run, run your offense through him 24-7. Like, do you want him having the ball 24-7? I, I think them having some sort of more of emotion, having him and KD on opposite sides of the ball or in pick and pops, and, and he's just scoring. He, he just can focus on getting buckets, what Kyrie does best, and having Ben Simmons and maybe some other people in more of a di- distributor role. Uh, am I crazy for saying that or not? I mean, I'm fine with Kyrie completely running the offense. Like, he's a – he literally won, like, I think what, he's like 50, 40, 90. Like, if he's going to shoot, like, and he's going to shoot those percentages, then give him the ball. Like, I don't care. I mean, obviously, like, Durant is so good. Like, they should literally – I'm not even kidding. Like, take turns isolating – and Simmons helped facilitate that and just have shooters like Patty Mills, Joe Harris, Watanabe, and just have them in the corners and let Kyrie and Katie go to work with Simmons just being on the break or being like a big guy, like a roller. He doesn't need to find a jump shot. He's fine without one. All he has to do is, you know, move the ball, set screens, get steals, and make their defense 10 times better. But here, okay, so like I, I get that. Your advice I, okay. I, I, what do you say? I'm scared of ISO ball and the play that won't come that's what, But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm a psycho here, but let's just look back. When it was just KD and Kyrie and they were just trying to do their thing together, back and forth, switch, trading off possessions, their offense was terrible. So, like, okay. I don't think I, I can be called kind of a psychopath here for no, I, saying that he I should agree. be. I, I'm not saying lower his touches, lower his shots, yeah, but, yeah. like, have him in some sort of off-ball action yeah. to where he gets it and the he just focus on going one-on-one. I agree. I agree, but I think that's where like Simmons comes to play, where like they could, he could push the ball and just get them easier shots rather than like going yeah. ISO. Like I think that Simmons is going to come get easy shots for them. Like when he was on the Sixers, he created like the most three point shots yeah. percentage for whatever. Like he had that yeah. stat. Yeah. Like he's just going to help the Nets do that, and he's going to be huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We're on the same page. They they look good though. I mean, I, the front court still scares me, but. Yeah, that, that lineup with you know if they want to go Simmons at the five might run into some problems in the playoffs, but I think it'll be good. I think Marks will try to trade at the deadline for a big man. Yeah, I hope. I don't know who, but I think he's going to try to. Yeah, I don't know their pick situation, but like you know, there's a couple bigs like Yaka Pertle even would be like a huge upgrade for this team. Like that guy. Maybe give like the Spurs Cam Thomas or something like that. Give yeah, him a young Cam, player. Yeah, Cam Thomas and upgrade. That's in win now mode with Kevin Durant on their team, yeah. so they got to make a move. Um. All right. So that was a good Nets talk. I'm I'm I like getting a, an actual fan's take. Uh, now we're gonna do some risers and fallers. Ben, let's start with the fallers, uh, and it's two East teams. So these two teams are kind of taking a step back in the last week or so. Let's start with the Miami Heat. They, in my opinion, we say I said it in our over under. It was like they feel they're the team every year where they have injuries, they have stuff, and they end up like 
second or first in the East. It doesn't feel like that this year. Um, I feel like they don't really have much depth. And I feel like they don't have a crazy, like, Miami Heat identity. Um, Bam's a good five. But he, ah, I don't know. It's He's so skilled, but he just does some really idiotic things, I think. He turns the ball over a little too much. I watched some Miami games and highlights. He just lowers his shoulder when he gets – I don't they they've fallen off. What what do you think about the Heat right now? Do you think they, they get it going or, or what? Yeah, so I predicted the Heat under on the over under pod on their wins. I was not high, toot my own horn here, not high in the Heat coming into the season. Um I think they lost a little bit of depth from last season. And now Jimmy's been hurt. They're, they've also been starting Nikola Jovic, who's who's their first round draft pick. Like I'm not saying he's not gonna be a good player, but like from a team that was just a one seed and had like 50, 60 wins, like, you know, you're, and they're starting Caleb Martin in, in Jimmy's absence. Like, if you just look at their roster and who they're throwing out in their top eight, like, it is thin. Max Struess and Duncan Robinson are not shooting the ball well. Duncan Robinson supposedly now reportedly on the trade block. And I just want to run through some stats here. So they're one and six on the road this year. They're 28th in rebounds, 20th in assists, 29th in blocks, 21st in offensive rating, 17th in defensive rating, 28th in pace, and like 23rd in effective field goal percentage. So, I mean, their record is exactly indicative of of who they are. I don't think they're just in a funk. This, I think this is just the team that they have, and I don't think it's enough. Lowry is not producing enough. I don't know. It's just, it's just not a good roster, in my opinion. Bam doesn't have the, Bam doesn't have the scoring to, to pick up this pace, too. Isn't like Jimmy Butler their leading score at like 20 points per game? Like, yeah, I just feel like you got you need someone who's going to have like, if you're going to be a really good team in the East, someone like who could score 25 a game. Yeah. They, just, they, they, they feel really odd. Uh, they don't have depth. That's the thing, too. They lost yeah. some pieces, but uh, they lost Jurajic. And, you know, a team that got them is the Chicago Bulls. They are really bad. Um, do you blow it up? Steve, because, you want to take, take this? Because the the Vooch trade made sense at the time. They, they had the pieces to slide him in and try and win now. That team was never going to win a championship. They they lost to the Bucks, which was a terrible draw in the first round for them. Um, they got swept. DeMar's getting older. Levine, I don't know if he's a max player. He's he's really skilled, but super max. He's super max. He's not a winning player, I would say. I wouldn't feel confident with him as like my number one on a team whatsoever. Lonzo, his knee might never be healthy. And we hate that as, you know, we're stands of Lonzo Ball, at least over here. The the Vooch trade, they give up, you know, Wendell and three first. So Wendell Carter's is a good young center, but do you try and blow it up and just recoup any picks you have and build around Levine? I don't know. Yeah, Steve, what do you think? I mean, I just don't think this team is just built for a championship, and I'm not sure what they could do to get to make them cha- like to make them an actual contender Nothing. in the Nothing. East. Nothing. Yeah. I, so I, I, I guess it. blow it up. And but then who do you build around? Like, can you really build around Levine? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. They're, I feel like they're in a really bad position because I feel like they have talent on their roster, yeah. but it, it doesn't work for some reason. Like they have good players. They're 
it makes no sense. Yeah, I don't think they have uh, a true distributor right now. Demar's very isolation. Zach Levine's very isolation. And that, and I also said this in the overrunners pod. I don't think I, I I'm convinced Zach Levine's a winning player, and it's coming to fruition this year. Um, he hasn't been living up to his supermax contract at all. Um, yeah, he was actually benched in the final five minutes of one of game where he was literally shot. I think one of eighteen or three of eighteen, which is actually ridiculous. Um, if you look at his box scores, he never shoots over fifty percent. Um, but also, I, I just think overall, if you look at their roster, they're they're not built for the playoffs because look at the physicality and size of the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Bucks. No offense, I'm not, I'm not throwing the Nets in there right now. Um, those three teams have size at wing depth and and just brute force on the interior. That Vucevic cannot defend any of those big guys. Then they're throwing out like undersized fours with Patrick Williams, uh, the Javante Green, I think is his name. Uh, Caruso, they expect him to guard small ball fours. Uh, and then, you know, two wing players who aren't great at defense and Levine and DeRozan. And then AO's a small guard, too. Like they just don't have any size to, to be a playoff contender with, the, with these powerhouses. Yeah. I mean, realistically, Levine and DeMar will never be better than ever be better than Brown and Tatum. So they'll never be able to beat the Celtics. They have never. They won't have anyone to guard Giannis. So they're just. They just aren't it. And, <laughs> so they're just gonna have to blow it up. They, they, they tried. So I mean, I respect Chicago hasn't had a winning team in you know decades. So they tried bringing bringing some winning back. But yeah, I mean, they're playing really poor basketball. Uh, some risers. Let's talk about. We wait, talk- wait, wait, wait! Before we go any further, I want to. Ha- I want to see a prediction from both of us. What do this? What do the Bulls do? So they're six and ten. They lost their last three at a six and ten pace. You're having a really sorry season. And I mm-hmm. think with the with the people that they're paying on their roster, I think you know things get things get serious when you have a really bad losing season, aka the Lakers last season, and you're paying some star players. Yeah, this. I mean, I don't know. This probably is a hot take. I think they trade Demar because his his value will never be higher than it is right now. He's still. You know, he was playing incredibly high last year. He's kind of regressed. You know, he's getting old. But I think, you know, you trade him to a to a contender that needs, you know, some scoring. There's no way they just keep rolling this team out and, and praying that the, the flip switches one day. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? How much is DeMar worth? I would – a contender – depends on team, but, like, I think a team that could really use him. Two to three first-round picks. I was going to say, like, two. Do you think the Lakers picks are enough for DeMar or no? I don't think DeMar does anything for the Lakers. Uh, I'm saying, but they have the two They have the two picks. Like, like, I, I would say two firsts. Well, those two firsts are like some of the most valuable assets in the NBA because of how bad yeah. the Lakers are going to be and then what yeah, those are be, automatic yeah. number top three picks. They won't get rid of those picks. Yeah. You don't think? I don't, know. I don't think so. It, like Ben said, they're way, they're way too I mean, bad. LeBron signed the extension. Yeah, but he will. Him and AD will both not be there by twenty twenty seven. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. That'd, be, that'd be really bad. Um, we'll get into them. We'll get into them. I, I, yeah, I just yeah. wanted. I just to get a little prediction yeah. at. Yeah, I thank you for stopping. But uh, let's get into our risers. Uh, the Utah Jazz, for some reason, are still just like really good, and I keep saying it all the time. They got to just get rid of like the tanking strategy, I think, because they have too many 
solid NBA players on that roster to lose games. You know, Larry Markkinen has taken his game to an unbelievable level. Like he, if they continue playing like this, he will be an all-star for sure. Um, Jordan Clarkson is just an automatic 20. And he's actually like playing very like efficient basketball, which is good for him. Uh, Mike Conley is just a, a savvy vet. They have like just a, a okay to good NBA roster. Do I think this will keep go- keep going? No shot. But it's a nice little story right now, almost like 20 games into the season. Yeah, yeah, they're number one in the West, third third best record in the NBA. Markinen's averaging twenty two and eight with uh, I think he's eighteenth in PER. Um, so he's playing like one of the best players in the NBA. I think also Jared Vanderbilt, I believe, is is a big piece for them. Um, he's he's Malik helping. What do you say? Malik Beasley. Yeah, Beasley's shooting the ball well. Who's an athletic wing as well, and Vanderbilt's I think keeping their defensive float a little bit, which I think is sitting at like fifteenth. Um, but I think they're scoring the ball better than people obviously were expecting. It's yeah, I don't really know what they should do. Honestly, I think we got we're gonna have a more clear vision at game like forty, because you know I think I if they keep on winning, then obviously we're gonna know who's playing well, who they need to dump, how they can upgrade. Because if, if you're having that much of a winning season, you, you you don't just try you know to blow it up while you're winning, while your players are young and good. Um, so I, it's hard to make a prediction now, but I don't know. I'm, what do you guys think? I personally don't think they'll keep it up. So, like, I don't know. I'm not sure what they'll end up doing, but I don't think they'll end up, like, keeping up playing this well. I don't think that they have enough around marketing. I think marketing is really good, and they should keep him and keep him as an asset, but I'm not sure he could carry a team to number one in the West. I think they'll fall off, in my it's- opinion. It's just such an interesting spot to be in because they're yeah. they're literally have the third best record in the NBA. Like yeah, at, at what point do you kind of like go from maybe they drop down to five hundred at game thirty five forty, but yeah. maybe if they keep going past that, like it's hard to. There's gonna be some teams with a lot of losses. Like they'd have to do some drastic shit to turn this entire thing into a tank again. But I guess I guess I guess the prediction is that they're not going to keep it up, so it won't be as bad of a transition. So. Yeah, yeah. Like Clarkson and Mike Conley are like two like kind of weird assets. Like Mike Conley's like pretty old, so I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know what you do with those types of players. If I were them, yeah, they're they're playing good. Good for them. Uh, I don't think Tank is. They're they're too good to tank. I think, but yeah. Uh, another team that's been a riser, the Sacramento Kings, are, I think, on an eight-game win streak. Uh, they they got the little – I don't know if you guys have seen – they got the little beam over, like, their uh, their arena when they win. You know, there's not much to say about them. De'Aaron Fox is playing really good. The bench is playing really good. Sabonis has always been a very good NBA big. Good for them that they're winning. Hopefully this is the year they can make the playoffs. They haven't made it, you know, I think since we were maybe not even born. So, Yeah, Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I think they're pretty good. I feel like they'll be able to be like a seven to eight seed in the West. Yeah. In my opinion. I feel like yeah. De'Aaron Fox is like really good. Yeah, I, th- I just think the West is honestly just interesting this year. Like the East, you know who's good. The West right now, you know, the T-Wolves don't look great. You know, you just got a bunch of like random teams that are just kind – of, the Warriors don't look great. The Clippers haven't looked great. Like – there's just a lot of teams that are predicted to be high that just aren't playing very well. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're thinking, I think about it a little bit. We're, we're, we're approaching 20 games of the season quarter way into the season. And all the good teams that we thought were going to be at the top of the lead, leaderboard so far are not. And Sacramento is playing well. I, I think they can potentially, you know, maybe this is a premature thought, but maybe they can do a little better than that. I don't know. Six seed, five seed. I think there's a little bit of a turn in the NBA, honestly, from what yeah. I'm noticing. Like some of these older guys and older teams, there's starting to be some sort of a shift. I don't want to overreact to Sacramento Kings basketball, obviously, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, they're, they they got some young players, dude. Herders averaging set, 17 a game on 50% from three. Malik Monk is a good player. Darian Fox absolutely broke out. He's top 10 in PER, almost 40% from three, 25, nine and six. And the team is the second best in uh, second best in offensive efficiency in the league. I mean, a lot of numbers right there line up pretty well. I don't know. Yeah. Right, good for them. Uh, Sacramento needs it. Let's, let's finish up, wrap up with Lakers. Uh, they, they've won three straight, Ben. Um, they're calling back. 80s balling, mad respect to him. Stayed healthy. He's, he's looks like AD of old, right? When everybody was saying we should probably trade him and blow it up. Uh, give Russ his flowers. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But Ben, lead us into uh, our Lakers <laughs> talk to end it. Yeah. So I don't really want to make any like, you know, classic, all right, what, what do they do now? Let's reevaluate after eight games and see if it's a different plan of course that, than it was, you know, two weeks ago. But I just want to honestly just highlight how well Anthony Davis is playing. I don't know what this really means or where it's going to take them. But in his last three games, they're three and zero. He's had thirty eight and sixteen, thirty seven and eighteen, and thirty and eighteen, all on above sixty percent from the field. And I think he's one of the top five defensive impact players in in the league right now. So I think you know two way player. He's he's playing like a top five, eight player in the league right now, for sure. I mean, it's got to start translating to wins to really put your name in that category. But, you know, look, once again, look at the team around him. So I just wanted to highlight how well AD's playing and he's shutting a lot of people up. And slowly but surely, he's, he's been moving a lot better post that back injury. Good. Have you got anything on, on the Lakers? Yeah, AD's definitely playing super well. Uh, how long has LeBron been out? Like three days or three games? Yeah, three games. They're 5-0 and oh without him. I went 10 with him. I mean, I don't believe that's true. That's one hundred percent true. I don't think that's true. Couldn't be more true. Wait, how? how what are no, they that? I, they, I've seen that on Twitter. Didn't the game where Matt Ryan hit the corner three to send it into overtime? They ended up winning that game. It was their first win of the season. LeBron played in that game. Did, did they win that game? I believe they won that game. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure no, they won I've been seeing. I've been seeing that on freaking twitter accounts that's just not true i've literally watched the games was that the pelicans game overtime yeah the one where matt ryan hit the no, absolute they're, bomb they're, from the corner and in, i put it and i think they definitely won that game yeah they did then they're one and nine with him owen six without him or nah my math is terrible there i'm flustered but uh yeah i mean that's not that's nothing to worry about i mean it's lebron Damn, James, I, they they need him. So yeah. it's good that they're winning right now with Adam, just like uh, Kyrie. I was literally going to yeah, say, I yeah. think it's kind of like the Nets situation. Like, I think yeah, the players yeah. are starting to Very figure similar. out their roles. They're, get, they're getting healthy. Schroeder, Thomas Bryant. Um, he played well last night, right? Yeah, he's running the floor. He had like 16 and 9 or something like that. He ran the floor well. He had a bunch of dunks. Westbrook, honestly, it's actually kind of crazy. Westbrook looks like a completely different player. 
but I, I, I think it's just a, it just shows like his skill set. It was just once again failure from management. His skill set when he has people running and gunning around him, he can pass. But when things are clogged, his decision making immediately goes into tubes. I think it was just a failure by management. But hopefully, with some of these people coming back, it, it's going to continue to look a little cleaner, especially when LeBron comes back. Just yeah. like I said, when uh, when you count him out. Put, put Brody with his back against the wall. He's going to show you, Ben. I told I told you. Uh, it's good for him. I He looked so miserable out on the court. It was, like, honestly, like, depressing to watch as a fan. And, you know, just sulking and stuff like that. So, I, I'm glad he's playing. Not even, like, I'm as rust biased as it gets. It's good to see him playing. It's good to see the Lakers winning. Basketball is good when the Lakers are good. Um, you guys got anything else on, on that or anything that you want to talk about? Uh, nothing on the NBA, but shout out to Scram men's basketball. I was, I was gonna say the Royals look dominant right now. Yeah, yeah. three and oh. They look a little too good right now. What are we three and zero? Four and zero. Hoping to keep the streak up, crack the top twenty-five. Ooh. Oh, is that what we're being rumored? Is that what we're rumored? Could, I mean, that's that's the goal. But you know, I think we could potentially win it, rattle up a couple more W's, see what happens. 100%. I, I pulled up to their game at Stevens in uh, Hoboken on Saturday yeah, and they all. ran them out the gym. Everyone looked good. Literally, everyone played well. Yeah. What um is it possible that we ever get a Scran Muhlenberg matchup? Is that possible or no? Not very familiar with D3. Uh, I don't think so. Probably not this year. Not this year. I was going to say we, we would need to host a press conference live on that on the backcourt boys. Yeah, we would. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. would. I but think no, games, will be hang, games will be hanging up his sneakers anyway at that point. Right, right. Uh, no, shout out Grand Royals. Keep balling, Steve. Uh, stay healthy. Four and out. Let's go undefeated season. Twenty points per game, uh, at least. Uh, so, good luck. All right. Well, um, boys, been a pleasure as always. Steve, thanks for coming back. You're our first recurring guest. I wear that uh, on your sleeve. Um, and be sure to like, subscribe, rate, uh, comment on our Instagram. What you guys want to see? And as always, take care. Have a good night. Yes, sir.